0: Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And this is part one of my series called Growing Through Grief. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, creator and host of the Girl Code 101 podcast. And I'm here to tell you that you can listen to Girl Code 101 all the time and not just on Sundays when a new episode is released go to wwwgirlcode 101 all of the episodes are there from the very first one up into the most recent one there are also opportunities to advertise with me as well as be a guest on my show yes I'm doing that Go to www.girlcode101.com as well as following this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the works all under girlcode101.com so that way you can stay connected again www.girlcode101.com. Welcome to another episode of Girl Code 101. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I am so glad that you decided to put Girl Code 101 in your ears. You picked a great time to be here because I'm getting ready to go into a series that, you know, if this is something that has happened to you before um, grief, whether it's the loss of a loved one or whether it's the loss of something personal to you, then this series is going to be very helpful to you. But if you're a returning listener, of course, I'm so grateful that you decided to come back and I don't know what your story is, but I feel like this series may also be helpful for you as well. If you did not hear last week's episode, please go back and listen to it. It gives you a little bit more of an insight as to why I chose to come back from a hiatus and dive into this topic of grief. Um, It's not a very fun topic. Um, But I did think that it was very necessary because a lot of times when people think about grief, they think of only the loss of like a loved one or something like that. But there are many different um, situations where a person can experience loss. Maybe they lost a house um, or maybe they lost a job or, you know, I mean, so many different things that would constitute as loss that you would experience these seven stages of grief. And for me personally, I'm gonna be speaking from the perspective of losing my mom. Um, I actually lost my mom almost six months ago, so I'm actually like currently in these stages of grief. And I want to let you know that where wherever you are in the grief process or the grief stages or whatever, the fact that you're getting up every single day and going about life shows just how strong you are I don't I I don't want I don't want that to sound like a cliche like oh my gosh you're so strong but no I really want you to understand because if you've ever experienced grief and loss these stages are rough (laughs) Like, these are not like frolicking through the flowers and happy rainbows and sunflowers and sunsets like this stuff is tough and when you think that you have gone through and completed one stage And you feel like, all right, so I'm ready to move on to the next one. It's like something could trigger it or something could happen. And then you're right back at this stage trying to figure out what went wrong. I thought I was over it. But I want to let you know when it comes to grief, there is no timeline. Some people will say, oh man, it's been a year. You should be good. Or hey, it's been, you know, 10 years. You should be good. Grief does not have a time limit. It is whenever you have walked through the process and you have gotten on the other side of it. So I don't want you to think like, oh, I should be good after hearing this series. This, you know, I should be good in seven weeks. Like, I'm not saying that because I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't know if I'm going to be good in seven weeks, but I feel like having this information and having this knowledge and talking about this hard topic of grief is going to help me heal. And I'm hoping that it's going to do the same thing for you. So this is part one so I'm talking I'm going through the seven stages of grief in order so we're going to talk about the first one today which is shock and shock literally is like wow this really happened for me I think shock was one of those things that did not happen until after I left the hospital because my mom she passed at the hospital and then like um we went to you know my family's house and you know everybody comes over and stuff like that it wasn't until i was laying in her bed that i realized oh wow she really died and it was like i just kept saying it like over and over in my mind i was just like she died like she died and you know what I'm saying? it, it's, it was crazy for me because i mean of course At some point we're all going to die, but I don't know why it was like, for me, it was like, I just can't believe she really like, she really died, you know? So the shock for me was different, um, versus someone else who may have had the same experience, but they probably would have experienced their shock at the hospital. Everybody's different. That's the thing about grief. That's why I keep saying like um, how you handle your grief and how you experience grief. It's different. It's completely different. It can be completely different from the next person or the next person. And that's okay. But when it comes to shock, sometimes it's physical or it's emotional or it's both. Which is so crazy. Um, and when I say about physical, you know, some of them symptoms for uh, the physical part, you could feel dizzy, you could feel numb, you could just kind of like be in a daze, just kind of like, like mentally gone. You know what I'm saying? Some people like even have experienced nausea, like wanting to literally like throw up because this has happened or just because the tightness in their stomach is so just consuming that they just want to just, you know, throw up. But when you think about shock, a lot of times you'll hear people say, um, when they refer to shock, they think about if you've ever been in a severe um accident or there's been like severe um trauma to the body, shock will come in and it'll help you not feel the actual severity of your injuries. I watch a lot of Gray's Anatomy. Like I low key feel like I'm a doctor a little bit, you know what I'm saying? At Gray Salome Memorial, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um and I've seen a lot of the episodes where, you know what I'm saying, it's patients come in, they're severely, severely injured, but they can still talk, hold conversation with you. They could still answer like basic questions about themselves and everything like that. And you know, the doctors are always asking like, are you in pain? Are you in pain? And they're like, no, I'm not in any pain. That's the shock. That's the physical shock of the body, like preventing you from feeling the severe pain of your injuries. Okay, so that's the medical side. So we're talking about the aspect of, you know, when you experience the initial grief and it's that shock of, wow, this really just happened. Um, I know for me, as far as like the physical parts that I felt, um, I did feel sweating, which, you know, when I was kind of trying to find different, you know, um, scenarios where shock was involved, um, nobody really said sweating. I'm not really sure if that was just me or it was just a moment or whatever the case may be, but I did know that my heart was beating fast. And I think because my heart was beating so fast, you know, it was bringing the adrenaline and I guess that produced the sweating um, maybe. But everybody's different. And I'm, if you're going to hear me refer to that a lot. Um, During these seven weeks of this series, I'm going to say everybody's different. I'm going to say your grief is not like everybody else's because I really want that to be implanted in your mind when you are experiencing your grief currently or if something has not happened yet or if there's something that you know is coming that you know you may have to grieve. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to sound pessimistic, but we live in a world where everything is not perfect, nothing is permanent. Um and so I want you to be aware that at some point in life, everybody is going to experience some type of grief. Whether it's grief of losing someone or something, there's going everybody's going to experience some type of grief. So, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It's unfortunate. I, I would love to say that you will never have to experience that, but I would be lying. And I'm not here to lie to you. I'm here to just keep it 100 and I'm keeping it 100 by saying everybody's going to experience grief. But, um, going back to just being shocked my, with my personal experience, um, it was so crazy because like I said, shock did not hit me about my mom until I got to my aunt's house where she was living at and I got in her bed and laid down and it was when that moment came, but I never said it verbally, like out of my mouth, um, where it could be heard that Wow, she died. It was something that I I I just kept repeating in my mind because every single time that I said it, it did not make sense at all. And shock being in that moment when you're surprised about something, when you're trying to put the pieces together, it sometimes it doesn't make sense, or sometimes it's so simple that it doesn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? So for example, like when my mom, I was like, it doesn't make sense that she died, but it made complete sense that she died. Um, because in that instance, so with my mom, my mom was a uh, dialysis patient. I think I said this in the last episode, but my mom was a dialysis patient. And by this time in her life, she was in stage five. So she was completely dependent upon her dialysis treatments, she would go three times a week. So missing a treatment could be life threatening for her. Just one treatment was life threatening. So that day um, before I got to the hospital, my aunt called me and she said, actually, they tried to do dialysis, but they could only keep her on there for, I think she said like maybe eight to 10 minutes and her treatments ran for three and a half hours. So she was like, they couldn't keep her on there the full time, they had to take her off between like eight to 10 minutes. And for for me to hear that, that was one of the things that I knew that this was serious. Because if you needed life-sustaining treatment as such as like dialysis to live, and they can't do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when, you know, pieces was starting to you know come together but when I say sometimes it's so simple that it doesn't make sense the logic for me was not there if this makes sense when I'm saying this I'm saying like all of these different factors pointed to that she was going to pass away simple right the logic part but when shock, takes over the shock from grief nothing makes sense it's like but how or but why or but i don't under you know just different factors like that it's so crazy because it's just kind of like you know saying what you know in that moment it's almost like you don't know and so it just, it makes the situation so much so much more difficult because your mind is trying to wrap around the fact that this has happened. And like I said, whether it's you lost something, like you lost, maybe you lost your house that's been in the family for years. You're trying to figure out how did this happen? How How did this house that has been in my family for generations, how did we lose this house to this fire? Or, you know what I'm saying? How did we manage to lose, you know, lose this, this valuable thing that we've had all of this time. And it doesn't even have to be something that you've had for a long time. Sometimes we have things that we've only had for a couple of months or a year that we may be proud of, or that we may, we've we've just gotten used to having that we no longer have anymore. And those were our, our things that were a comfort to us. You know what I'm saying? And so the shock of no longer having it or that person it makes things where it's just like I don't understand and I feel like that was me for like I'm not even gonna lie y'all like the first three months after my mom passed I was just like she like she she really died I don't I don't understand and like with my mom she plays such a huge part in my life the things that I did the places that I would go all of these different factors she was such an influential part of it and I think for me um one of the other situations where it was like shock was so heavy my mom if you know you know my mom and I would call each well she would call me <laughs> she would call me like 6 to 10 times a day y'all I can't I cannot make it up I cannot make it up um, and it didn't even have to be about anything she would just she called me boo. So like, Ashley Boo so she was like Ashley I'm just calling to see how you're doing or you know whatever the case may be she called 6 to 10 times a day we spoke on the phone like constantly you know what I'm saying there was even one time where um, her phone was messed up and I couldn't reach her and I was freaking out because she hadn't called me all day. And so I called her, couldn't get no uh, reply. So I called the police to go out there and do a welfare check on her. And that, that's just how much me and my mom talked where I didn't hear from her for a, like a few hours, like maybe two or three hours when I was normally supposed to hear from her and I'm calling the police, okay? So that's how close we were. um, And that's how much we spoke on the phone. And so what was so difficult for me I had so many voicemails from her and I would go for like the first three months and like the first three months during the process of shock, I would go and listen to the voicemails just to hear her voice because shock was so overwhelming. And I'm just like, this cannot be real. She is not, there is no way she's dead for real. Like, I would have to go listen to the voicemail to hear her voice, to be able to, you know what I'm saying, conjure up some type of um, feeling for that space in my mind that was completely empty because we weren't talking every day. And it would hurt so much because it would be, of course, it's the same voicemail, same thing being over said over and over again. And there is no conversation. There is no me interjecting in the conversation to talk to her or respond or anything. It's just me having to listen to the same message that wasn't going to change. And I had the hardest time with that. And shock really um, was very prevalent during those first three months of her dying or her being, you know, gone. But um, shock is definitely um, one of those things that does not have a timeline. When I was learning about shock, I always thought shock was going to be something that was like very early on in the loss of what, you know whatever your loss was. I come to find out shock can last for years. And I said years and I put an S on it, y'all. Like years, meaning more than one. So while we're sitting here thinking like, oh, this is just an an initial shock. Like I'm good. Shock is going to be gone. You can experience shock for years. You know what I'm saying? I'm six months in to not having my mom. And I was getting dressed for church this morning. And I was like, wow, my mom is really gone. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to pick her up for church and everything like that. And I haven't, you know what I'm saying? I get up you know, my normal alarm goes off and I get up and I get myself ready for church. And then I go straight to church. There is no, you know, driving to go pick her up. And I think, you know, today it was just like, whoa, like she's really gone. Like, I can't believe she's really gone, but shock is, it's definitely, um, definitely a doozy I can't believe I said doozy but it's doozy yeah this should be another synonym for that but yeah it's a doozy it's it's completely unpredictable and it has no timeline but when i come back i'm going to give you some tips to help you while you're going through the different times where shock presents itself so stay with me I'll be right back Hey, everybody, welcome back. So previously, I spoke about the very first stage in grief, which is shock, and how your body can physically, mentally, and emotionally react to shock. Um, And I also spoke about shock in the medical um, field, where it's basically your body protecting you from feeling the severe pain of what you would feel um, when you're in a traumatic accident. But here are four tips that I have learned that are very helpful when it comes to shock. Now there are many different other um, ways that you can go about shock, but I feel like these four um, are really helpful for me. And I've been implementing them the best way that I can. So number one, have your moment. Y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very bad at this. I, I think this is the one that I'm having the most trouble with because whenever shock happens, it's hard for me to have my moment because I'm just being honest sometimes when I have my moment sometimes I feel like I kind of go into like the dark and twisty place I call it the dark and twisty place where it's like okay have this moment but then I start getting like deeply in sadness and stuff like that so I'm trying to find a balance but what I'm saying is have your moment because what ends up happening if you don't You'll just keep compiling it and compiling it and compiling it. And then what will happen is you'll explode at a time that may not be okay to do. And you know what I'm saying? The reality is, y'all, we, if you've experienced loss before, the reality is we're gonna have our moments, but sometimes like your moments may not be like the time that you're having them may not be the best if you've allowed them to just kind of fester. Okay. So you're allowing it to fester and build and build and build and then it just all overflows and explodes at a time where it may not be suitable or okay, or maybe you're doing something, that's when the problem comes. Okay. So what we want is to have our moment, you know what I'm saying? Feel what we're feeling. It's okay to feel what we're feeling because y'all loss is major. It's a major thing. It's not something small. It's not something that, you know what I'm saying, that should be looked at as um, unimportant. When you lose something that is so normal in your life and so um, important in your life, to lose it, there are so many different factors and emotions that go on with it. So have your moment, but don't go into the dark and twisty place. You know what I'm saying? Have your moment, cry, you know what I'm saying? Yell, write, take a walk whatever you need to do but make sure that you are and when 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 those moments come make sure that you are having your moments in a way that's going to be suitable for you and is going to not turn it into like a negative aspect but it's going to help you you know i'm saying move forward so number two it's okay to remind yourself of what happened I know sometimes you know people say you know what I'm saying well I don't we don't talk we don't want to talk about it we don't talk about it you know what I'm saying we don't talk about losing that person or we don't talk about the fact that this person lost this job they've had for years or we don't talk you know it's okay to remind yourself that this happened I have to remind myself that my mom passed you know what I'm saying because if I don't I feel like this is me personally not acknowledging it and remembering that this is something that happened. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it will put me in a state of just kind of falling into like this depressive state. And I say that because if I'm, if I don't remind myself that it did happen and that I'm dealing with it, you know what I'm saying? It would just, it would just bring me back to a place of like, oh, well, I, I should have, could have, would have. You know, we love to say that. Oh, well, if I hadn't done this or if I should have done this or this and that, you know, it's okay to say my mom passed. This is what I say. My mom passed. My mom loved me. I loved her. You know what I'm saying? And I'm reminding myself of these things okay because these things that I'm reminding myself of you know what I'm saying are helping me climb out of that place that dark place that I'm in so yes my mom loved me to pieces i loved her that was my ride or die you know what I'm saying like it's just saying all you know what I'm saying what i need to say to 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 bring myself out of it and whatever you need to say to bring yourself out of it you know what I'm saying but it's okay to to remind yourself hey, amen this happened but you know what I'm saying i'm still moving forward Okay. Number three, you are not crazy. You are not crazy. You are not (laughs) crazy. And I'm saying this because shock, like I said, can last for years, for years. And just because you are still in shock. After six months, after a year, after five years, after 10 years, that does not make you crazy. It makes you human and it makes you aware of the fact that something major happened. Okay. We love to say, oh, well, you should be good now, or this should be, you should get over this by now. You are not crazy. It didn't happen to them. It happened to you. Okay. Cause usually it's the ones that it didn't happen to them. <laughs> And they're just like, yeah, man, you should be, you should be over it by now. It didn't happen to them. It happened to you. So you are not crazy if you are still in shock and it's and the initial situation has passed. Okay. And number four, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. And when I say by moving, I mean, you can't stop in that moment forever. You know what I'm saying? Have the moment, have your feelings, cry. Like I said, cry, do whatever you need to do, but you can't stay there. If you stay in your moment, then you will go into the dark and twisty place and you don't want to be there. You want to, you want to be able to have your moment in a healthy way and not go into that dark, dark place. Because in that dark place, there's so many different things like your wheels turning your mind and it, it, it could be, it could become a thing that's detrimental to you. So you've got to keep moving, have your moments, you know what I'm saying? But get right back up. Um, the next day after my mom passed away, um, I went back to work the next day. Um, she passed on a Tuesday I was back at work on a Wednesday Um, some people will look at that as crazy like you didn't take um, your bereavement time I had bereavement time you know what I'm saying you didn't take your bereavement time I didn't Um, for me I needed to hear the screaming of little girls running and playing I needed to hear um, my teens saying whatever they were saying or, you know what I'm saying? Or laughing or us joking around or um, me and the other staff goofing off and, and laughing and stuff. That's what I needed. I knew that if I had stayed home the next day, I would have had my moment all day and eventually would have dropped down to the dark and twisty place. I kn- I knew that. And I knew that I had to go back to work. Okay. Now, were there some days when I went back to work that I was late because I physically could not get out of the bed? Yeah. I'm so grateful to the awesome um, supervisor that I have. Shout out to Miss Amanda and um, Rebecca Way and Denise Bragnan and Stacey Torch, all these awesome people, um, my supervisors. Um, (laughs) um, I was so grateful for them because there were, like I said, there were days where I was supposed to be at work at 8:30 and I didn't get there till like 9:15, 9:30, because I physically could not get up out of the bed. I was having my moment, but I was having my moment in a in 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 such a long time distance that I was starting to sink down to the dark and twisty place. So that's when it was like, I gotta keep going. Okay. So whatever you need to do, keep going. If you got to go back to work, go back to work. You know what I'm saying? If you got to go look for a new job, go look for a new job. You know what I'm saying? If you need to get around people that you know are going to support you and love on you and lift you up, get around those people. Call somebody. If you can't get to those people or that person, text them, call them. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, listen. I'm not in a good place right now. Can you come over or can, you know what I'm saying? Come pick me up or something, but you have to keep moving. Now I keep saying, have your moments, but after you've had your moments, you got to keep going. You don't want to stop in that place. You know what I'm saying? So reviewing the four tips for shock. Number one, have your moment. Number two, it's okay to remind yourself that the situation happened. And also to remember that because you remember the situation happened, when you look back after you've healed and recovered and you look back on that moment and those situations and that loss, you could say, wow, this amount of years or months or weeks ago, I was here, but now I'm here. So it's okay to remind yourself that it happened. Number three, you are not crazy. Just because you are experiencing shock way past the initial situation, you are not crazy. And four, keep moving whatever you have to do keep moving okay y'all this is i'm really hoping that this series is going to be helpful to someone and is going to give them the ammunition that they need um to keep moving and growing past this loss that they're experiencing and I know that it's helping me to get behind this mic and to talk about it um because for me I think I process things better when I talk about it and to being able being able to process it um and t- through talking about it and then being able to help somebody else is like killing two birds with one stone so it's like it's perfect but um please tune in next week for part two of this series called Growing Through Grief. Please share this with somebody, whether you know they're going through grief right now or a situation has come up and they're about to go through um grief. Please share it with them. Um, please make sure if you are experiencing grief, please talk to someone, um, someone that you trust and someone that is available um to. Um, have those conversations with you. Me and my friend, we were actually talking about um, we how we um, don't necessarily tell, give people like the 100% of how we're feeling when we've gone through grief and loss. Like everybody you know some people will say like oh yeah man just lay it on me like but do you really want me to lay it on you like how I'm really really feeling you know what I'm saying so please make sure whoever you are you know feeling comfortable to talk to is able to um really be there for you at the capacity that they need that you need them to be when you are um, expressing how you're feeling with grief and loss but we're gonna be okay y'all we are definitely gonna be okay so again tune in next week for part two of my series called growing through grief peace